Hello, everyone. This is Sonata Allison. You're listening to episode 59 of the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. So I hope you guys enjoyed. Oh, my gosh. My, I almost stopped breathing there. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. Um, it was really cool to have that opportunity to speak to Belief and Yvette, um, just in general, but also about their marriage. So hopefully we can have them on the podcast one day in the future. You never know. But um, yeah, really cool opportunity. If you guys missed that episode, definitely go back and listen to last week's episode. It was about sex and tw- they've been married for almost 12 years. So I'm just getting some information, knowledge, wisdom, all that good stuff from them. So, um, just a quick little housekeeping thing. Um, y'all know I was telling you guys that the merch was coming out soon. And I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, I thought it was, but then, you know, life happens and people say things and then you realize that they can't do things that they said they're going to do. Um, so that's what happened in this situation. I thought that it would be what I wanted it to be, but it didn't end up being that. So I have to find somewhere else that I can do the merch. I already have the design. I just need to find somewhere to literally do it. So it's still in the works, guys. Um, everybody on Patreon has seen what it looks like already. And also some people on TikTok Live. So um, yeah, some people are already saying that they're going to buy it. And I, I appreciate that, but... <laughs> obviously I need to produce it first so I do appreciate you guys for your patience um so yeah so yes we'll be talking about um worship in the bedroom today but also just worship in general what it looks like um and then more about worship in the bedroom towards the middle and the end um but yeah just want to thank you guys for being here what is happening sorry about that Thank you guys for listening to the podcast and honoring the Lord with your sexuality. Um, I've been having some really fun conversations with people on TikTok. Um, so really appreciate you guys for listening. If you're from the TikTok, um, if you're not, you know, I love you already. You're you already are loved. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about worship today. Let's get right into it. So this episode was actually inspired by one of my friends. Shout out to you, Sydney. <laughs> so um, a little while ago, she sent me a Devo from Paul David Tripp's uh, devotional, obviously. And it's called New Morning Mercies um, uh, that I used to use. You know, I used to post it on Instagram before like every day. And then I got lazy and I stopped. Um, so that's that one. <laughs> um, but maybe I'll start after I said this. We'll see. Don't hold me to it, though. But in this Devo, he spoke about worship, um, how it's not only an event you stand for at church before your pastor preaches um, to get, you know, to get the people going, but um, that it should be a lifestyle. And he spoke about how everyone on this earth is a worshiper. And you may think like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Some people don't even believe in God. Everyone's not a Christian. But worship is not purely religious. And I think just having this understanding really helps you see how your life is affected by what you worship so he spoke about how we all place our identities and our well-being um, our purpose in something so everyone has found something to worship but those things only fall into two categories so worship is really what your life breathes what you where you get your energy what your idol is so 
it only really falls into two categories. And he spoke about how worship is between either um, the creation and the creator or the creation and creation. So you're either worshiping God or something he's created. And this is why I ask guys when I'm getting to know them romantically, how does your life reflect your relationship with Christ? Because everything you worship, um, everything you worship, you know, it comes out in your life. And if you aren't worshiping Christ, oftentimes the next thing to worship is yourself. And that's a very dangerous thing because the Bible says that our hearts are fickle and that we make plans, but only God orders our steps. So if only God orders our steps, but you are out here making plans without him, just imagine or like literally remember <laughs> how that usually ends for you. Um, it, it rarely ends well when you're not connecting to God and making decisions um, based on the Bible and your relationship with the Lord. So, you know, when a guy tells me like I pray and I grew up a Christian, I grew up going to church. All that really tells me is that he's had a tradition and that he knows how to ask God for stuff. And people, so many people talk about how like, oh, shoot, I was in this situation and I was asking God for stuff. I was telling God I'm going to stop doing stuff that I never said I would stop doing. People always do that. Or when they're in a hard situation, they'll talk to God or when they need um, uh, positive things or blessings in their life, then they'll go to God. That doesn't tell you if a person loves him. It really just tells you that they, you know, anyone can go to God for anything, but are they going to him to lay down their life is really what you want to get to. Um, and I think I'm going to do a TikTok on different questions to ask in dating as well. I've been meaning to do that. I still have yet to do that, but one day, <laughs> hopefully this week, maybe, maybe not though. Um, but uh, some people may disagree with me, but um, I feel like if he doesn't go to church or even fellowship with believers, um, whose lives actually actually reflect the gospel, that's a red flag. So I'm not saying you have to go to church, but are you in fellowship with people who love Jesus and their lives reflect that? And if not, that's a red flag to me. If all your friends are atheists, that's concerning. If all your friends live their lives as if Christ doesn't exist, that's concerning to me. Um, also, if he doesn't place a high esteem on Bible reading, that's a red flag as well, because then you have to ask yourself, who is he worshiping? You know, like, where does he feel that his time is better spent if it's not in the church with fellowship or reading his word? Where does he think his time is better spent? And that should concern you. So, you know, he might be a kind and sweet person. You know, he might he might be loving to you. Um, you know, he might also spend all his time with you. But the only thing that that really means is that you may become his idol. Like you might be his idol now. And that's literally the last place you want to be when you're in a relationship. Um you know, if it, if, it, if it was so easy to be an idol, we'd have no need for Christ or for God who literally sits on the throne. Um, and it's a very heavy position to be an idol and you'll literally never be able to live up to it. So you don't want to be someone's idol. You don't, obviously you want to be like the apple of someone's eye, someone who, you know, you want to be with someone who puts you first and sacrifices for you, loves you well, like the Bible calls us to do those things in relationships, but you should never be their main idol. Um, you're, you're not going to actually want that in your relationship either. So, yeah. So I think it's important to evaluate who the people you're dating worship, but also know that worship is the way you live your life. So it's living out the fruit of the spirit and infusing Christ in every aspect of your life. Um, someone asked me on TikTok about practical ways to avoid sexual sin. Um, and just to give a broader response before I answer that on TikTok, um, if you now know that whatever you worship is is what you serve, um, 
what do you think watching pornography tells you about who you worship? Um, what does habitual masturbation tell you about who you worship? What does lust and even self selfishness, like literally any sin, tell you about who you worship? And if it's not the creator, it's his creation. There's only two things that you can be worshiping. So that could be yourself or whatever idol you're placing above the Lord. So you have to look at your life and maybe instead of looking at what you need to add, maybe you need to look at what you need to stop doing or look, gear your, your mindset to more, more, how can I please God? Um, and if you gotten to the point where you're like, you know, I, I've stopped doing all the things that I know are not pleasing God, think of things you love to do and do them when you're tempted to sin. Um, like I've said in the past, stand up like that girl said on TikTok, stand up. I really do think that standing up can get people out of a lot of trouble. Like, like literally standing up. The act of standing up will change your life, I think. <laughs> it can literally distract your mind from that moment you needed to remove yourself from the situation. Like you just need one moment to really just change your, your mindset, your trajectory. So I think sometimes just literally being in a horizontal position with someone or even by yourself can be very triggering sexually. So stand up. <laughs> um but as I said, a life lived for Christ is worship. So every decision and act um, that you make, that's a response to God's goodness and a response to his, you know, your gratitude for for what he's done to you. That is worship. And I think that mentality will help you avoid compartmentalizing your relationship with Christ. I think that's how a lot of people end up being great people in service of the church. You know, they're on the pulpit or they're, they're serving church. They're in church often, um, giving their time. Or they may seem like great people at work, but outside they're like not as welcoming as you would think they'd be. Or they don't know how to conduct themselves in a romantic area, like in a way that pleases God. And it's always mind mind boggling to me. But I think those kinds of people don't fully understand that worship is a lifestyle. Um, but when you understand that the Lord sees all aspects of your life and every act in your life is an act of worship, either for Christ or for creation like literally that's a fact, you'll be way more mindful of every aspect of your life going forward. Um, you know, and as, as a life lived for Christ is worship, I hope this helps the Christians that struggle to see sex as something that pleases the Lord in the context of marriage. You are literally living out the intended creation for sex when you engage with another believer that is your own husband or your own wife. Like you're pleasing God, like God is happy about that. You've literally entered into a union with someone who loves Christ and the Bible calls for you to consummate your marriage and to do it often, you know, not neglecting it often. And y'all know I like to include verses to back things up. So you can literally read 1 Corinthians 7, 5. It literally tells you don't spend too much time not having sex. Isn't that a blessing? Praise God. <laughs> I'm going to praise God for that when I'm married. So you are literally worshiping and you don't have to think about it as like you have to think of like, christ or sing songs to him in the middle of having sex i think that's i mean i guess to each their own but i wouldn't i think that's i don't want that <laughs> for me in in my house um so if you want to do that you can but you don't have to do that you, it's just with the mindset of knowing that you living your life for christ is worship you're worshiping by having sex with your husband um and i know you guys probably have all saw that like tiktok or whatever video that went viral about td jakes having those like gospel bedroom audios like you don't have to like throw on worship music every time y'all have sex or like put on a gospel 
ah, you know, you don't got to do all that. Just just praise God in the way of having sex and being obedient. So having sex in a Christian marriage is worship in itself because you honor God with sex in the correct context. And if that is not convincing enough, then just read Song of Solomon to know that sex and lots of it is encouraged for married Christians. Um, And also, I think episode one really helps break that down. If you guys want to go back and listen to that, Um, it was it's really good. Just kind of breaking down Song of Solomon and um, how, you know, the Lord loves that you are seeking pleasure in a uh, healthy context for so many other reasons. So um, and because of my explanation of worship in the beginning, if you're having sex out of God's intended purpose for it or engaging sexually in other ways with people or yourself, you should ask yourself, who am I worshiping when I do this outside of God's will? And don't say it's God, okay? I recently posted something on Instagram that said, it's it's not a blessing if you had to sin to get it. Ooh, <laughs> let me say it again. It's not considered a blessing if you had to sin to get it, okay? And, and think about it. So, um, yeah. So, And I, I want to say, you know, another caveat about sex and marriage it's not only something used to just be obedient to God or to please God. Like that should not be your mindset. Like you can want to please yourself. That's another aspect of self-love and also loving your husband. Like the Bible calls you to enjoy this opportunity that is only allowed in marriage. Um, you know, but it's also an opportunity to literally create unity between the couple physically and emotionally. It's not just about being obedient to God, but also creating close, closeness in marriage. I mean, the Bible says that your bodies now belong to each other and the Lord is pleased by your sexual intimacy and by the closeness that it creates in your relationship. And remember, this is all an image of Christ in the church. I know it feels weird when you think of it that way, but um, the coming together of two things uh, in, in love is a beautiful image. So it's nothing to be ashamed of in marriage. Um, and I do encourage you if you um, are struggling with that, you can reach out to me or go to therapy about it. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, and I think this also connects with my past episode about sexual boundaries, but also that we should view sex as good in the right context. Um, not that you have to give your body to someone, but that have you, you have the opportunity to do that. And I think that verse that talks about giving your bodies to one another is more about saying your bodies are for each other's and not other people. I think that verse was talking about, um, avoiding adultery. So, your bodies belong to each other and no one else. I think that's what that verse was more speaking towards. Um, so yeah, if you're married, do it and do it well. <laughs> and if you're not, I'm just kidding. We, we'll, we'll be okay, guys. Um, but yeah, so I hope this episode helped you guys understand that worship is more of a lifestyle um, lived in response to Christ. When I learned this, it really just did something in my brain, like something in my brain <laughs> switched. Um, not that I wasn't already living my life this way, but I think it's just beautiful to think that worship is literally every act in in our day, how we love people, how we love ourselves, how we love Christ. Um, each decision that we make is evidence of what we're worshiping. Um, so I think it's just awesome. So I, I would encourage you guys to just be mindful, um, of what you're worshiping and take an inventory of what you've been worshiping in response to Christ. Um, and all that good stuff. It's not just an event, but it's a lifestyle. So yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this. And yeah, as you guys know, you can follow the parallel at the parallel pod on Instagram and TikTok. Um, remember to speak the truth in love and 
Sun. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.